Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussion on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, Samurai Jack, and Mike Tyson Mysteries, among others. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. Today, Michelle and I are going to have a hoot and a half. We are here... <laughs> Oh, man. Maybe two whole hoots. We haven't two decided yet. Two whole hoots is the two top. Two whole hoots. Uh, today, Michelle and I are discussing the episode Stuck Together of Steven Universe, as you have heard it called, the first ten minutes of the Wanted Special, now available on the CN app. Uh, we will also be discussing the trailer for the Wanted Special that will air on Memorial Day. As well, Michelle and I will be reacting to the news. We are getting a soundtrack, finally. Uh, the Steven Universe soundtrack, Volume 1, Volume One officially drops June 2nd, so we will be talking about that a bit. And this is just going to kind of be the, the Steven Universe cast. This is just going to be all the Steven stuff that needs to Steven be discussed stuff. before Wanted happens. So we're here to kind of pick up all the pieces of the shattered realm of Steven Universe. <laughs> and uh, just yes. make sure you know what you need to know. Alright, so let's get started. We're going to talk about Stuck Together. So, spoilers for Stuck Together. Uh, we will give another spoiler warning before we go into the trailer discussion. So, if you mm-hmm. guys have somehow not seen that, we'll keep you safe. But that, but you probably haven't seen Stuck Together if you haven't seen the trailer. So then, yeah. <laughs> but we will <laughs> still give it, just in case, we'll still give that warning though. And then, yeah, so let's dive into Stuck Together. Michelle, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? This was a really strong episode. I was so into it. Um, and like, we, we kind of discussed before how it's like Lauren's only solo episode, but I think they did a really good job. Like all those little subtle moments between like Steven and Lars talking about how they were both scared and Lars kind of breaking down. Like that was so good. And hearing Topaz's voice was so unexpected, but also like amazing. And yeah, no, I really liked this one. Like honestly, it's one of my faves. I've seen in a while. The the best way I can describe this episode is um mm-hmm. so in the X-Men comics. <laughs> okay. There, there's John Byrne and Chris Claremont. They wrote a lot of it. And I'm trying to remember I want to say if I get it wrong comic fans please don't be mad. I want to say John Byrne was the one that if he could he said he would write an entire comic book of two characters sitting next to each other having a conversation. And if Claremont could he would just want action. So together, mm. they really balance that out. Yeah. And so, to me, this episode is like seeing Burn get that solo. Like, to me, Lauren Zook always has been more about... Um, character development. Character. Subtle, right. nice, good, dialogue. strong dialogue. Yeah. And so, everyone that's been with Lauren kind of tempers that, adds more action. Not that there's anything wrong with either side. It's just, this is one of those rare episodes where there's, like, no action. Yeah, not this really. Is, I mean, it's a little bit of a scuffle, but yes. not much. Lars and Steven don't even move their half their body during I this know! episode. Like when Topaz sat on his face, it was amazing. So to me, this is the this is the ultimate you know dialogue episode. I don't think we're ever going to get an episode of more dialogue focus than this. We might. I mean, I don't know. Eh, yeah, the next one is called the trial. Like, yeah, that that sounds dialogue heavy. But this was my theory. So good. My theory is this is Lauren Zook's final episode. We yeah, know Lauren Zook is leaving. Yeah. This one is extreme. Like the fact that it's 
a solo storyboarded episode seems like a big send-off almost mm-hmm. from my perspective. So if this is Lauren's final episode, congrats. Uh, Congrats, thank you. It's a good note to leave on. Yeah, it's, it's a great episode. Thank you for all you've done for this show, and good luck on all your future endeavors. Mm-hmm. You, you will be missed. This is, I'm not confirmed this is the final one, but it, it very well could be. And if it is, it's a great one. So, yeah, we finally, finally hear Topaz talk. I I love Topaz now. Like, this episode I made love me love Topaz. Topaz. And I just love her voice with, like, her, like, aesthetic, like, broadness and, like, her buzz cut. And just, like, it's all just, like, so good. It works together somehow. This episode also raised a really interesting point about personality effusions. Yeah. It's something we've touched on, but we haven't touched on in a long time. And just, to me, the, the scene where we finally see the two topazes split up and they're completely passionless again. Like, they have no emotion anymore. And it's like... It's like Fusion opens the door to free thought. And I think we've seen that... Maybe that's why Homeworld hates Fusion so much. It opens the door to free will. I mean, Aquamarine has that line at the end when she's like, oh, you Fusions, that's the problem with that. Like, you always get too sentimental if you're fused together too long, which is so interesting. Like, are there a bunch of, like... You know, gems, even like the same kind of gem that are fused and like got like put in prison or something for being too sentimental and like developing a relationship with each other outside of just like war like activity. So like we really interesting. We already saw the the point of um I'm gonna I'm gonna go right into the LGBTQ plus themes here. We already saw the whole idea of like homeworld finding different gem fusions disgusting. This episode, mm-hmm. to me, almost felt like we're throwing that metaphor out the window. And now we're like, okay, that's normal now. This is what's bad. And t- to me, I could be wrong, but this felt very much like it was symbolic of the whole don't ask, don't tell policy that used to be in the military. Uh-huh. Of like, well, uh, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> okay. Right? I'll right. consider you know, this. The, the, the sameness of the Topazes, right? They are... Very similar, but they they can be they can be as close as they want as long as it's for war purposes, right? The moment it's anything more than just comrades and it becomes a a relationship, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could certainly read that into it. I I didn't really see their relationship as like romantic. I think it was more an issue of like the fact that they again like the thing you notice about Topaz is that they're pretty expressionless, right? Um, and the fact that like. When she does like have her monologue, she's like, "Oh my god, you guys are so sweet!" Like, I I always wish I could tell the other Tobas how much I appreciate her for like being there to support me. But there's always somebody in between us. I, like, so I think the thing is like she is a very like emotional, sensitive person, but like she's not in like a situation where she can freely be that. So she has to act like a blank slate all the time and keep that suppressed. I, I don't so, think like, necessarily yeah. the Topazes themselves are in a romantic relationship. But I think it might be mm-hmm. symbolic of that. I think maybe in a large way symbolic of just like having emotions or like demonstrating affection, love, or care for anyone else. Because that's not useful, you know, from Homewood's perspective at all. Like, how are any of those things going to help people get their jobs done more efficiently? So I think in a large way, it could be like that. Peridot kind of had to go through that. Like, when Steven was being really nice to her and like trying to get her to open up, and she was like very confused for a while. It took her. Like, a good long time to adjust to that kind of openness. But she did, so... 
Yeah, I think that's like one of the hallmarks of homeworld mentality, probably. Just like feelings aren't a thing unless you're really mad and are a diamond and want right. to like shatter someone. Or sad. Or but sad. then again, what's the use of feeling blue? Exactly. It's not productive, as Yellow Diamond would say. So why feel it at all? Won't it be grand to be rid of it all? <laughs> Drowning in all this regret. Oh, man. I, I I can't remember if I've said this story on the podcast or not, but we were I was in my honors fine arts class and we were talking about Broadway shows and she showed a clip from Anything Goes, but it was the eighty eight version. And so there's Patty Lapone singing. Oh, Patty was in it. And I'm in class and I scream out, Yellow Diamond Oh my god, Justin <laughs> And my teacher looks at me and I'm like I cartoon. Know, I would too. It's like, oh that boy again. <laughs> She's like, I mean, it's, it's that cartoon kid. SU novel knowledge, yeah. It, it, I, that that happened ag- again when it wasn't a Steven Universe reference, another animated reference. So it was, I can't remember the name of the song now, but yeah, <laughs> what song? I don't know what the song was, but she's like, has anyone heard this song? And I raised my hand, and she's like, Justin, who have you heard sing this? And I go, Elsa, because sure oh, enough, my God, Dina yes. Manzella, uh, Dina, Dina Manzella had covered it. At uh, one of her live shows, she did that with Roxanne. So whatever, whatever she oh. did with Roxanne as one, you know, medley. That song, that was the song. But so she's used to me calling out random cartoon references to songs from the 1930s. It happens. It happens. Commonplace with Justin in class, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> me making references to other media is extremely common in class. The reflex. My my teacher looked at me and he's like, Justin, who's that director? That, uh, was the joke about the cheeseburger. And I just look at him and I'm like, What? Do you mean Quentin Tarantino? Oh! Oh! And he's like, Yeah, Quentin Tarantino! Oh! I love that that's like such an iconic part of that film that you I can just that's... say that, that director with the cheeseburger line. That's what he referenced. That's how he thinks of Quentin Tarantino is cheeseburgers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so about Topaz, like just this episode was so. So good, Lars. For everyone who hates Lars on Lars, so can you all stop good. it now? Lars was like his, like kind of like unenthusiasm and difficultness was like so. It works so well here. Like sometimes I hate Lars for being a jerk, but like he was so good. Like when when Stephen had to like talk him through doing literally anything, he was like, "Take my pants off, make a lasso, try to get the thing," and he was just like, "Eh." Eh, he was just like, oh man, I just, I loved it. I loved their dynamic. That's why I'm so excited. Cause like, Justin, they're gonna have to go through Homeworld together. Could you imagine a more fun team up than that? Yes, it's called Connie and Pumpkin. No! No, Sadie and Pumpkin! Lars is like, so awful at doing anything useful right now. That's what's gonna make it fun! Lars is going to grow exponentially this season. I'm calling it now. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I think so Lars excited. is going to grow exponentially in this hour-long special alone. That too. If he survives, then he'll definitely come out a wiser person. Yeah. Do you think maybe he'll actually like wear gauges now instead of just having the hole where Those gauges holes? should be? I noticed that too, That this episode. On the close-ups, I was like, where, where are your gauges, man? Well, he he wears gauges sometimes. Sometimes. But he, Okay, because I have friends with gauges. And so, if you don't at least wear, like, the ring part of the gauge, mm-hmm. you're go- it's going to start to shrink up eventually. 
Oh, you know what? Maybe they fell off when he got captured. No, no, like, he's never worn them. I've seen him wear, like, no, no. skull he ones sometimes. Skulls. I think he's worn them. I thought he wore them the first season. He, uh, and, but like, he's frequently and not. And so, I swear he has, though. Maybe he just has skin, tolo- skin tone rings or clear rings in, but... Plastic clear ones? We need to put in, like, black rings or something. Come on, go all the way with this. I'm looking, I'm looking it up. I want to know. The, the welcome to the Lars's Gages podcast, where we take Lars's Gages seriously. Okay, it's not. He doesn't have a gauge in on like the official like a fan oriented and it, and a, like discussion on Lars's Gages. But I mean, there was that episode when Steven stole his body and put the heart gauges in. That was beautiful. So like, and then there were the skull ones. Yeah, maybe he normally doesn't wear them. This is like really weird. If that's true. Yeah, see, we've discovered the truth. I swear sometimes he wore, like, purple ones, though. I can't be imagining that. You might be. Alright, somebody find out how often he wears gauges. It's gonna bug me. So, yeah, this this episode, what did you think of just Steven's reaction to everything? To, to everything? It was great! Like, I thought Steven was really on point. Sometimes, like... I don't know, Stephen. I mean, a lot of people complained the first season that Stephen like was like obnoxiously optimistic. Um, and at this point, like he's been through enough, and he's like he he has a sense of maturity that even Lars comments on at one point that feels very like nice and like well earned because it's been like four seasons now. Um, but like again, like we were saying, one of um, Lauren Duke's high points, I think, is a really good character dialogue, which is like my thing. Like that's that's like my fave thing. Like good dialogue is like a plus to me. Um, and just the way he was talking, to like yeah, like I'm I'm scared right now, and just like Lars, it was just so good. It was just such good dialogue. I feel like a really legitimately good moment for both of them, and I just like I ate it up because it was really satisfying. I really love it. Like I love Stephen getting so exasperated with Lars. Like that's so great. They've come so far because I think Stephen used to really look up to Lars, and now like <laughs> he's aware of how obnoxious Lars is now, but he doesn't like hold it against him. Yeah, I think my favorite scene is Stephen kicking around with no pants, just. Yes. Very. Yes. Just, and you want me to take your pants off? Just do it. And so why good. did you? Why did you do that? Just yeah. Just the delivery. It's just like so frustrated, but it makes it like really funny. It's it's wonderful. And then I love how Topaz like never chimed in at all and just heard all of that. I know, I know. And then just, like, the second you hear her voice, it's like, oh! but then, like, I loved it. I really love Topaz so much. And honestly, I really like Aquamarine. Like, she is so evil. Like, how can you not like that? And I saw a lot of people complaining, like, no, don't have Aquamarine be nice to Topaz. Then she'll be redeemed. Like, don't make her redeemable. She wasn't being nice. I think she just, you know, like, well, she, Topaz is like a small fry, and she doesn't want to deal with the paperwork. Instead of, like, of turning she, in Topaz, oh. just, and shattering her, just letting it slide, you know, just letting it slide. And I'm like, no one is 100% evil. Everyone is... Yeah. I'm at least of the nature where everyone is redeemable. It may take a long time, but... You're, you're gonna have to, you know, be an extreme. There, it is very, very hard for a character to be truly unredeemable. 
Baku is unredeemable. The <laughs> yeah, witch is unredeemable. Un- Embodiments <laughs> of pure evil are unredeemable. And, you know, we can get into, like, some some humans are the embodiment of pure evil. To me, you know, they're still human. And as long as you're human, or in this case, Jem, you can be redeemed. But that doesn't mean they're going to be redeemed. Yeah, I honestly think Aquamarine's, like, one of the least likely to get redeemed. I don't even want her to be redeemed. No. I like how she is. I want That's a villain. Like- not, not like doing the worst possible thing to somebody because you can does not make me make you like potentially a good person, you know? Exactly. Like she's still awful. She doesn't need to to crush Topaz or turn her in to still be really scary and really powerful and really evil. And that's that's what's great. I, I mean, and I think yeah. the show has almost trained us to the point where it's like, oh, someone showed the slightest hint of yeah. humanity, they might get redeemed next episode. Yeah. I think Jasper has the most potential, and I don't even know if Jasper's even going to get redeemed, so I'll I'll say that. I want like, something for Jasper. I don't know if I want Jasper <laughs> I want as a crystal something. gem. I want, I want her to come something. back and then not be corroded anymore. I still want rogue Jasper roaming the world in search of her meaning. Yeah, she like, really, really not is. Not a home world, not a crystal gem. What if Jasper <gasps> starts a second rebellion? What if the Famethyst helps Jasper out? I mean, I think that could really... Because a lot of them... I mean, they're all quartz. I'm just saying, Jasper shatters <laughs> Yellow Diamond, and we get the whole rebellion again, and it's Jasper. I don't know what her motivation for doing that would be, though. I... Just, like, trying... Like, you tried to be my diamond, you want to be my diamond, then this is what it takes to be my diamond. Uh, in her current state, anything's possible. Yeah, I think the thing with Jasper, though, like, unlike, say, like, Peridot, who wasn't, like, ever high up in the food chain, like, Jasper really reveled in the fact that she was a perfect example of, like, a court soldier, and she did it so well. Like, she was pretty revered. I mean, the way the Rubies talked about her, you definitely get that sense. So I look think, where that got her. Yeah, but she blames herself, you know? She feels like she... It was her fault for messing up, and that's why she deserved to be corrupted, which is, like, what makes, like, her story so tragic and interesting. But, like, I don't think she has as much reason to turn against the system because she she feels like it's her fault, you know? She doesn't have a motivation to, like, want to crush a diamond. She'd rather just, like, if she feels like she's not useful to them anymore, to just not really exist as herself. Something to think about. Which we're not going to get resolution on for a long time, but what we will get, but what we will get, the episode ends, of course, with Lars and Steven heading off in separate directions. They split up, dun dun dun. Do you like, think Lars can go to the zoo? They're at Homeworld. The zoo is on that space station. All right. <laughs> okay, I guess not yet. But where is he going to go then? Just a prison cell? Probably. Yeah, they, he's human. They probably won't take a lot of extra precautions with him. Lars falls in love with a gem theory confirmed. No, no, no. I'm just That's saying. So There's no one that could top Sadie, honestly. I don't think he's going to find a gem bay in space. That that voice actress, who I can't remember her name, a- Ashley Birch, I think, the one that Sam oh, loves, yeah. that she's convinced is going to be uh, is gonna, a gem. I really hope it's not going to be a love interest. That'd be weird. Yeah, I want to see Sam's opinion then, huh? Yeah, fight against Ashley Birch, Sam. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> oh my god. Sam will take it. I she know Sam will cooking. take me on. Like, I, yeah, that's she the would. thing. That's, that's why people watch this podcast, for the drama. <laughs> okay. That's so, what it is. Yeah, that's the only thing we have going for us. Mm. 
So what did you think of uh, Lars's comment about the headphones? No, I thought that was really that was really accurate though. They also kind of look like tiny warp pads, but both yeah. are very accurate assumptions. They look why like is like why is that where her gem placement is? I wonder. I mean, I I have no idea, but I <laughs> I mean, Lars said what we were all thinking. Honestly, like I looked at those and I'm like headphones. Yeah. So do you think we're gonna see to? Okay. I feel yeah, like we're definitely. gonna see Aquamarine again very soon. Like I feel like Aquamarine okay. will be at the trial if that's what this oh, episode yeah, is. Just to give their port, like I found both courts. Woohoo! Give me a high five, diamonds. Yeah. Do you think Topaz will be? There? Do you... one Topaz will obviously be there to drop off Steven. Will we see the Topaz fusion again anytime soon? I think if they end up escaping. The topazes might have something to do with it. So maybe by the end of the mini-event? Do you think we see them in the next episode? Yeah, I mean, they still have to drop Steven and Lars off well, in separate cells. Do you think so we'll, we'll see, see them of- together? Together? Mm, 50% chance. Okay. Maybe. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I see that. You see that? Okay. I see that. So, all in all, this was a really great episode. Yeah, no, it really was, though. We had some good Aquamarine, we had some good Steven. Oh, is little Wozy sad that her deal didn't work? Look, I'm shedding a tear. No, it's yes, just my gem. my gem! Oh my god, it's so freaking good. I love her gem placement. It's so on point for her. Wozy! I'm so curious. She's, so she's not a Lapis, she's an Aquamarine, but she looks like a lot like Lapis. She's... Even the gem's a teardrop, the same as Lapis. She has water wings like Lapis. So like maybe that's just a sim, uh, 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 a facet of heh, facet of uh, Blue uh, Diamond's court. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Holly Holly Blue's was relatively the same shape. Yeah, but maybe Sapphire Holly Blue has wings. Thin. No, I don't think she does. <laughs> Holly Blue wing confirmed. Maybe an aquamarine is like a higher status than a lapis. Because like the way Pearl freaked out about that name drop was pretty makes you wonder. Maybe the the writers don't know what they're doing and they're just water winging it. That's oh my god, they definitely are. If it if this season hasn't tossed anything, it's that every episode, no matter how fluffy you think it is, intentionally has a purpose. Everything and we'll matters. Have payoff. Everything matters. Onion Gang will have payoff. Onion Gang matters. Uh, it was ugh. Except maybe Ronaldo episodes. I might try, I might try the line there. I don't know if this matter. Hey, you know, I'm Stephen sorry. didn't list him as one of his friends. I think that says a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that's stuck together. There's not much to say besides it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Go watch it if you haven't already. Because it's so hard to talk about. Because it's clearly the setup. It's clearly mm-hmm. Steven showing he's scared. It's Lars owning up to his own fears. Like, that's the point of the episode. Yeah, it's the anticipation of everything else that's going to happen in the next few episodes. It's the calm before the storm. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about that storm, Michelle. Uh, spoiler storm. alert, only for the wanted trailer. We have not seen any of the other episodes. We don't even think they've leaked they have not ha- They have not leaked. There's no promos yet. Everyone's kind of like, whoa, surprise, surprise, like, Cartoon the Network keeping this under Yeah. Because Cartoon Network really wants to have this special be a special, man. So I guess so. Alright, so let's talk about this trailer. Um, First things first, Moonstone. Moonstone? Um, that's, it's not confirmed to be the gem's name. 
in the trailer. Yeah, the kind of Peridot looking techie. Yeah, so, the one that looks like Peridot and sour cream had a baby. Yeah, it kind of does look like that. Uh, the internet has taken the call on her Moonstone. That's not officially confirmed, but looking at her, I she buy has it. Kind of colorization, yeah. I buy it. I buy yeah. uh, until it airs. I'm fine calling her Moonstone. Um, I've always wanted a gem named Moonstone. I think it's a beautiful name. I, I think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. gem. I'm very excited if we are getting Moonstone finally. Um, yeah, and if they reveal that like she was a tech at like the Diamond Temple on the Moon, you know that actually makes even more sense. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we're getting another new gem is the big takeaway from that. How does that make you feel? Really excited. Every time we see a new gem, it feels like such an exciting... Because you like just seeing their personalities and like their status and like trying to figure out like what purpose they serve in the gem hierarchy. And I feel like yeah. all of the new gems we've gotten lately is a... We're so sorry we told you Rocknaldo had a new gem. We're sorry. Yeah. We shouldn't have done that. Really. That was mean. <laughs> and now we're like You're apologizing. Forgiven. With, yeah. like, what, three new gems now? So good. So, yeah, we're getting a new gem. Getting a what new do gem. You, we, some kind of a tech-looking gem, probably. She looks like she has maybe limb enhancers. She just looks very Peridot-esque. Yeah, I think we're going to get another Peridot-esque, which is it's, it's good, you know? We've got another Jasper-ish. We've gotten another Lapis-ish in style. Lapis-ish. Almost. We got Evil Lapis and, like, a weird, like, off-brand cereal Jasper in the form of Topaz. We got and now Fusion we have... Jasper. We got uh, Evil Jasper. Aqua. We got Evil Lapis. And now evil we Lapis. need... What? Now we need Emo Peridot. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I wonder... I'm I'm curious how the personality of this new gem is going to be different from Peridot. I'm, I'm very excited. That, that, to me, was the biggest... Shock, which considering I found that to be the biggest shock. Yeah, how I, could that be the biggest shock based on like the whole line that Blue Diamond had? So good. Okay, yeah, Blue Diamond is getting dark, man. Like yeah. everything we knew about Blue Diamond being the sweet one. No, no, no. That Blue rage. Diamond's gonna hurt people. Blue Diamond's gonna hurt people, and it's gonna be ugly. Um. Yeah, so I can't wait getting... for that trial though. It's gonna. Do you think we're gonna see White Diamond at the trial? I think we will see White Diamond in the okay. Wanted special. Probably the trial. At least we have to see White Diamond, right? I mean, so here's the thing, and I think a lot of people are starting to think about this being interesting. Cause like, okay, you know, back in episode eight, Sarah Steven, they go in that upside down triangle. There's the mural of somebody who looks a lot like White Diamond being defeated by Rose Quartz. And Steven gets that little triangle thing that's, like, very well protected with all those, like, booby trap rooms. Like, why is this so well protected? Well, maybe it's White Diamond. But if that were true, if she has been, like, on Earth, bubbled and stuff for, you know, a long time, why is um she still part of the emblem, you know? Because they got rid of Pink Diamonds. She doesn't exist anymore. But the three, the other three diamonds are all still part of the insignia. So why would that be the case if she's, like, on Earth? That's because my white, only confusion. Because White Diamond was the the leader, more or less. And if we get rid of her, the gem hierarchy would fall to, fall to chaos. I don't know. You could do you take think out the, it, though? What? Do you think she's, like, currently bubbled right now? Or do you think she's in Homeworld somewhere? She's fine. She's fine. She's on she's Homeworld. Fine? She's fine. She's kicking. She's kicking. We will see her, I believe. 
I really soon. wonder then. Hmm. But we know for a fact we're getting yellow and blue diamond. I yes. feel like Steeple okay. Table. I feel like they would want to keep a diamond a surprise. So the fact that they're like, here's Absolutely. two diamonds, we're getting another diamond. I feel like it's almost guaranteed. Really? I, I Yeah, because why these, would they show us yellow and blue? They have tricked us so many times, though. Don't you remember in too deep? Like, they have a way of making you think things. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, why would you give away the, the two sure. big... Unless white diamond appears, why would they show us yellow and blue? Like, why would they give that much away? It's one hour, Steven. We're already all tuning in. After because the last episode, really we're all tuning value in. For the promo. I mean, if I was in charge of the promo, I'd be like, yeah, all the stuff, like enough that you don't quite know what's going on, you know, so you're excited, but like also enough surprises that you're like freaking out, you know? I think they achieved a very good balance with this promo, so. The other I big takeaway, the other big takeaway though is the kindergarten. Yeah, what kind of kindergarten was that? What planet are we? What planet kindergarten are we on? <gasps> a kindergarten on a, Homeworld? Yeah, or maybe it's on like a, a planet that's been so ravaged that it's just like hollow. You Another know, maybe that's where the dump dump. Yeah, and what were they smashing? What was Lars smashing? Some I kind wonder. of like a, a guard, it looked like. Like a like yeah, a I'll centi- go. I'll go like a, a century. Mm-hmm. Because you see them in some kind of weird old temple thing, right? Like, they're yeah. hiding by, behind this head that has a gem in the forehead. So, like, right. and, and it, something is scanning them, you know, and they don't want to be scanned, probably. And then there's this weird circle thing with a thing smashed into it. And then the, the yeah. The Lars <laughs> smashes it. Smash smashes it. So, like, where are they? And then there's the, oh, God, what's it called? The Palak? Palaquin. Palaquin. Yeah. They're in Blue Diamond's Palaquin, and they're like falling somewhere really random. So and like, and we finally see Blue Diamond. It's like I don't know what she thinks we're gonna do to her, but I'm gonna do much worse. That was just like so awesome. Such a great line. It just gives you so much suspense. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> gonna be a rough hour of television. It's gonna be so. I'm so excited. Even like the the titles. Like, should we talk about the titles? For we the we talked about week? it a, li- a bit last time, yeah. but yeah, we've got The Trial, Off Colors, and Lars's Head. I agree with you that Lars's Head's probably going to be a body-swapping episode, or it's all about, like, Lars, use your head! And, like, he has to think of the solution to something. I want but to I see... I want Lars's head separated from his body, and we get a little Scar Moose adventure again. No! I that want would Lars's head popping He's around. human, not a robot. He would die. Gem magic. <laughs> Gem magic's not gonna help him. He's organic. Gem magic is always the answer, Michelle. Not always. Sometimes the answer is love. <sighs> yeah. That's what Garnet would say. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it's probably love. <laughs> But off colors, we're seeing the, yeah. the exiles. You think so? That's where they were, like in that place with all the holes. Probably. I would love that, though. Do you think we'll see the hole where the diamonds came from? <gasps> and it's just a oh. massive crater. I don't think we'll see it in the next four episodes, but I think we might see it by the end of the season. I mean, there's a theory that the the hole where the big hole in Earth where Russia should be is a diamond. 
Whoa. Oh, that's I, <gasps> Pink Diamond, oh, I think. But. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Maybe maybe that was what happened. They they birthed her in Russia. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, that's that would be Pink Diamond, probably. That's the theory I've heard. Okay. So we're very hyped for Wanted, I think, is the big yeah. takeaway. And we have, like, what, a week left? It's not even that long now. That's the best part. So, let's get to the last big thing we need to talk about today, and that is the Steven Universe soundtrack. Yes, you guys! It's gonna be so good! Dropping June 2nd, it is 37 tracks. Uh, what is... Not sure where all it is coming out on. Should be, you know, wherever music is sold. I think Amazon, you can buy either digital or physical CDs, also. This Probably needs to be on too. vinyl, I'm just saying. Oh my god, yeah. So, I agree. just quickly running through the tracks. Uh, the theme song, Let Me Drive My Van Into Your Heart, Cookie Cat, Giant Woman, Strong in the Real Way, Steven and the Stevens, Big Fat Zucchini, Steven and the Crystal Gems, Dear Old Dad, Be Wherever You Are, On the Run, Comet, Destiny? What's... Oh, that's what they're calling the... What can I do for you? Apparently they're calling that oh, Destiny that's... now. They're calling it Destiny, okay. What can I do for you? Uh, oh, no, putting that right after Comet. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Lapis Lazuli, uh, Wailing Stone, Stronger Than You, Full Disclosure, uh, the full theme song of We Are the Crystal Gems. Yes. Uh, the jam song, Do It For Her, What Can I Do... Wait a minute. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. Destiny. Destiny is in the episode of Comet. It's um when Greg like appears at the temple singing the first time. Oh, right. Okay. What Can I Do For You is another flashback song, the, the one that we know. Uh, Tower of Mistakes, Haven't You Noticed I'm a Star. I think they only have the one... I don't know which versions are going to be in there. Yeah, you said they, they're going to be like remastered, all of these two, right? Well... Uh, it said remastered. Uh, Rebecca Sugar said remastered. I don't know if that means complete, like just higher quality. Yeah, I don't maybe know some extra that... chords in there, a little yeah. like embellishment. We'll see. But, I'm but excited. I mean, I don't know who's singing. Haven't you noticed I'm a star? Oh, probably Sadie. It. The website I'm reading makes it sound like it's the radio version that Olivia Olsen did. It, oh. I could be wrong, but Ooh, I don't maybe... mind having a little Marceline on this song. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, getting peace and love on the planet Earth. Classic. All of the Mr. Greg songs. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yes. I think I need a little change. Here comes the thought. Still not giving up. I'm so happy that made it. I was worried mm-hmm. they weren't going to use that one. Uh, I can never be ready. What's the use of feeling blue? And finally, love like you. Yay, people have been wanting a full, legit love like you for so long, too. Some people have done, like, a wonderful job splicing this together, but to get a full release one's going to be really good. Oh, and it's June 3rd, not June 2nd. I'm sorry, friends. Wait one more day. day. It'll be worth it. it. It'll be worth it. So, are you excited about this? Because I'm really excited that they're doing this. Oh, God, we've wanted this since, like, 2014. Yeah. We've wanted this since, I mean, like, I have the first all the episode. <laughs> But like, yeah, this is. Oh, I'm so glad. I think the thing, the thinking that with this is that like, Cartoon Network's like, okay, we'll see how this sells, and if it sells okay, then maybe we'll do more. So people, if you really, really want it, please buy it. It's only ten bucks for like thirty-seven tracks. 
it'll do a lot to see this have a second volume and maybe a third and fourth one. So they already yeah. put out a book of like music tabs for Steven Universe. Oh, that's great. So like I feel I feel like they know what they're doing at this point. I feel like yeah, Cartoon Network yeah. yeah, still buy this. But I, but... I, buy it because you never know. Yeah. They they also fun fact they put out a a, a craft and activity book with lapis and peridot of making art. <laughs> the Meepmore book, yeah, I saw that. It's so great. How to make art on purpose. On purpose. I'm I'm very excited. I I think I I like what they're doing with all the merchandise now. They they finally started adding more merch. Oh, uh, they did a second wave of pop figures finally, Michelle. Oh, they did. Uh, lapis peridot. <gasps> It's Jasper. No, no Jasper, I'm sorry. No! But it's worth it. We have Lapis, Peridot, Rose Quartz, Connie, and Lion. Oh, a Connie one would be really good. And it's in her training gear. <gasps> okay, the, no, the that's... The blue with the red belt. That sounds it's, pretty good. It's that. I wish she had the sword. She doesn't have the sword. But um, the one I bought, the, the only one I've bought so far from this new wave is Lapis. She mm-hmm. has her water wings. Yeah. And they're like translucent. And cool. oh, they're so it, it's it's very nice. It's <laughs> it's very nice. So we're getting quite a bit of Steven stuff now. I'm very happy to see that. The draft is finally over. It's we're Rejoice. We're Rejoice, Steven fans. Rejoice. So I think that's about it. We've been here almost forty minutes. I think we've yep. covered what needs to be covered. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support us, you can do so by going to Patreon, patreon.com slash animated. Thank you to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Rachel, aka Rachel Rose. Thanks as always Ooh. to our Patreon executive producers, John Ryan, Steven Alex. Podcast coming up, Wanted, duh, whatever happens. Wanted, duh. I'd like to say <laughs> name of that it. will happen on Memorial Day. But On the day, yeah, know. it might we'll leak. You'll never know. It, it might leak. We don't know. Um, coming up, Michelle and I will be going through all the old seasons of Samurai Jack week by week. Yes. Now that the season five is over, Andy, Michelle, and I are now covering uh, Mike Tyson mysteries. Every other episode, we're doing a podcast. So new Powerpuff Girls style. Every two episodes, we're doing one. And besides that, it's all our normal coverage. Anything else you want to add, Michelle? I'm so hyped for the next three episodes, Justin. Like more hyped than I've been for a while. Yeah, this is this is gonna be great. This will this be the greatest be so night crazy. of Steven Universe ever. We're gonna be so lit with excitement. So lit. Oh, that's really right. not the right way to even use that phrase. I'm old. All right. What do the kids say these days, Justin? I don't know. It, it's uh, it's on fleek. It's Gucci. And it's on fleek. Oh man, no, really? That sounds like that can't be current. Thanks for Trendy listening, cup. guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.